Gather round, fellow adventurers, as we embark on a journey in the exciting world of Agents of Beard. Join us as we delve into a dynamic and interconnected land crafted through the collaborative effort of a group of brave content creators and streamers. We've blended the best of West Marches with traditional long-term campaigns to create a world where every decision, every action sets the stage for future possibilities. Our adventurers are not just players, but co-creators of the story with their deeds driving the narrative forward. So grab your dice and a drink and get ready to be transported to a place of wonder and adventure. We'll explore secret dungeons, defeat fearsome beasts, and unravel the mysteries of this land together. Head on over to agentsofbeard.com to learn more about our fearless adventurers and their journey. And don't forget to support the show through our Patreon page linked on the site. Now, let's get into the adventure. As Pumpkin Town celebrated the harvest, shooting stars were spotted in the sky, which may indicate a potential danger following what happened in Jagged Grove not for 10 days ago. The Senate wants to ensure the safety of the citizens and has asked our party to track down any remnants of the meteor in the Frozen Spear Mountains and prevent any potential problems. Tonight, our party consists of Calgrim, a Dwarven Rune Knight fighter played by the gamer Hobbit, who has been trying to track down evidence of giants in hopes to learn from the findings and hand down that knowledge to his kin. Norbin Venteris, played by Ursatz, is a half-elf gloomstalker ranger and archaeologist who is on the hunt for artifacts to help the Records Guild piece together the story from long ago. His last adventure found him under Hovestad, where we learned about the teachers. Velskel, crystal gem dragonborn sorcerer played by Indatorius, is working to integrate the other dragonborn natives with the new settlers. And Zillis Savalath, a triton arcane trickster rogue played by Plasma Hero, who is taking a break from his duties protecting the Golden Seas and seeing what life is like inland. This is episode number 27, Meteor in Whitmore. Let's get started. So, all right, where we will start off is um the uh your assignment is to meet in whitmore um there is a uh a gentleman that has uh made the journey uh, out there to uh discuss some some um my uh, some things that uh he, he is aware of uh that man is named a loved crofter and um He's known by a, f a few different names: Luftcrofter, Sage of the Stars, as well as the Seer. And uh, the Adventurers Guild, uh, generally speaking, uh, you would have heard the name before only because uh, he was involved in the initial uh, meteor strike. Um, he uh, had a vision that, um, that that kind of foreshadowed everything that that took place. Uh, so saw in his in his dreams this this vision, uh, the meteor hitting, um, and a small town being attacked, and 
um, aware of who who were a part of the party that was going to head out there and who who they would meet uh, and, the, and the trouble that they would find. Um, there, were, there were some context clues there as well, um, only because it had been a few days since Jagged Grove had uh, had sent any word to the nearby town, uh, which is uh, King's Den, which happened to be where Luftcroft was from. So, uh, but based on just uh, the setting of his vision, he had a yeah he was he was pretty uh, confident it was it was Jagged Grove that was being attacked him. Mm-hmm seemed to be the case so he's almost like a fortune teller of, of sorts he's able to see see things um his visions aren't very uh aren't a hundred percent accurate a bit vague again it uh mostly dreamlike so it's hard to tell what's what's the dream what's the vision uh, what's real and what's not real but for the most part it's uh mostly accurate um, and I would say, uh, just being a sage in general, uh, part of the, um, part of the Mages Guild, part of the Records Guild as well, in some sense, uh, as far as, uh, again, he initially was the Sage of the Stars, and his, his duty was to track the movement of the stars and kind of map, map things out, um, help figure out placement and, and all that sort of thing. Um, so I think Vels, you would be familiar with the name. I don't know if you'd run into him or have any reason to uh, make contact with him, but I think I think you'd at least be familiar with the name. Okay. But okay, you guys meet up uh, in the Adventurers Guild, and we're sent into a, a, a small meeting room. Um, and as you guys walk in, there is a. An older gentleman, human, darker skinned, uh, almost almost like a leathery, again slicked back, snowy white hair. Um, seems kind of toned overall, like he like he's not uh, he's not old as as in like fragile, but um, he seems he seems to keep himself pretty healthy. But um, but yeah, as soon as you guys walk in, he's kind of sitting on the other side of the table, so. He sees you as you walk in. You guys see see him. Hello, you you all the the adventurers that are heading out. Yes, sir. We are. Um, who are you? Ah, oh, apologies. Uh, Luftcroft, and he as he says that he's standing up and he reaches his his hand out to shake uh, hands. Vel shakes his hands. Ah, I've. Heard much about you. My name uh, got, gets around. I, I hear. <laughs> you may call me Vels. Vels, it's a pleasure to meet you. He turns over to you, Zealous. Pleasure to meet you, um, Brighton. Yes. Uh, correct. Yes. I have uh, seen many of you in the Adventurers Guild. <laughs> well, at least uh, uh, these parts uh, on land, where you take care of the seas. Yeah, typically we stick to the seas. I can. I'd like to explore a bit, though. So, I like the land. Well, hopefully this is um, not a bad introduction for you. <laughs> uh, he reaches a hand out to you, Kelvin. Ah, pleasure to meet you. Bring my hand out firmly and shake his hand. What brings you yeah, to he... these parts of Whitmore? 
Well, for, for like, first of all, he takes it, but um, like as you start to pull away, he he kind of hold, holds on and he kind of tilts his head and just kind of looks at your your armor and your um like your the weapon at your side. Oh, I um, I had um, vision. I have some information that might be helpful to you on your on your journey today. Don't uh, have some information. I don't travel much, uh, at least not out here, but. Um, Suppose any time is uh, a good time to get out of King's Den. Yes, you, um, those giant runes. Again, he's just kind of like looking over your armor and your weapon. Oh, yes, these. Yes, been trying to learn about them, but, um, haven't had much luck in these recent times, but the giants probably a bit scarce and few and far between, hidden deep within the regions of this continent. Yes, as far as I'm aware, uh, there has been no sightings in the 20 uh, odd years we've been here. I recognize those symbols. I might, uh, I might have a contact for you, but um, we'll we'll worry about that another time. Uh, and at that point, he reaches out to you, Norbin. Hello. But uh, yeah, he'll reach out and it's like, all right, so we're chasing a big rock down. Fell out of the sky. Uh, well, so, yeah, um, yes, um, the shooting stars that you might see at night, uh, commonplace, uh, most nights, uh, at least a few times a week, you might see them often in the distance, but every so often they do enter into the atmosphere and hit, they fall and they land, um, but been five ten days since the last time that that occurred it seems to be a bit more frequent than we're used to the um last time that they hit in jagged grove there was um well a bit of a alien experience uh creatures that had not been seen before and i am um, know if it's just something i've Earned in my age, but I have the ability to see things sometimes far into the future, sometimes very quickly in front of you. But I did have a vision of this, just like I had a vision in Jagged Grove. Vision saw meteors flying north of Pumpkin Town. That has been confirmed by the reports uh, out of the hamlet. Vision saw it uh, fall into a gap in the mountains. Earth is hot there, but uh, so you can still see the snow through, through off off in the horizon towards the north. I saw a creature like anything that has been seen, big almost as there's no skin, so so red of muscle and veins out for the world to see. Teeth sharp like bears. Again, much larger. The party that went to Dragon Grove, they saw something similar, but that one was weak. It had been hurt. It was young. This one seems much more physical. Creature def basically defending the impact area. The others that spawned from it scattered. Off into the woods. 
spoke with the captain this morning. Uh, he showed me this map. And I'm gonna point you guys to a location. Uh, right here, off into the mountains. I don't know if this is exactly where it would be, but sort of matches. General thought, uh, a gap. Let's probably see, see the snow from there. There's quite a few hills. We're traveling through the pine forests. Uh, I don't know how much you've heard about my visions, but I cannot give you full specifics on what to expect. I can only tell you what I've seen. I would uh, venture into the mountains, see what uh, you can find. It, so if we if we do happen to find this large, dangerous-sounding creature that you've seen, uh, what are we supposed to do with it? Well, I imagine you need to take it out. It doesn't belong okay. here. All right, then. Well, it sounds like we're going, going hunting. I visited suggested it was fierce, beast-like if the rest of rest that were spawned ventured out into the woods likely at some point he will do the same venturers like yourselves could confront such such a beast but fortunately most of these small hamlets cannot especially a place like Hillview stop Upper crossing. I will say um, one more thing for my vision. Um, friendly types you met along your journey. They were searching for something. Crossed paths, but you did not venture off together. Maybe like hunters or something. Maybe related, may, maybe not. That, that is really all I have. I think that's all we need. But at this point, he's still standing, um, but he uh, uh, he kind of looks around the room briefly and back at you. Well, I know it's um, at least about where that is, probably a day and a half journey. I reckon you will be able to make a stop at Copper Crossing. Go from there. Wish you good luck. And... Um, Know your organization, you report back, but if possible, you could bring me a piece of the fallen rock. I'd like to study it. Shouldn't be too hard. Sure. With that, you guys are uh, free to head out. Um, as you make your way out, the um, uh, the secretary stops you, uh, lets you know that. Um, there are rooms available in Copper Crossing for you guys to stop. There isn't much shopping to, to be able uh, to be done in Copper Crossing, but so if there's anything you think you need based on the information you got from uh, from Luft, i to pick it up in Whitmore. But again, it's like 8 o'clock. Uh, by the time you guys reach uh, Whitmore, it'll be probably about 3 o'clock. You have an opportunity to rest, eat, uh, talk over dinner, or you can strategize as you talk along the way. Um, and then it's another a half day's journey from Copper Crossing to, to to this place, at least this area. So based and on that information, is there, is there anything you would want to pick up as far as supplies? 
Did he? I don't think he mentioned like the rocks that we would need would be loose. So we're probably gonna need like some kind of pickaxe or something to help break apart the meteor. Kalgrim, what's your what's your take on that? What do you think we're gonna need to get a rock from a rock from space? Hmm. Depends on how hard the this meteorite rock is. We might need a decent pick for it. Does anyone know if Copper Crossing does any decent picks or if we have to get one a whip more? Uh, Norbin will reach out, uh, reach into his bag and he will pull out a pickaxe, a shovel, a crowbar, and a hammer, set them down and go, think these will work? <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Seems like we got the stuff we need there. Yes. I think we should be good then for the job. Have any of you encountered these meteorites before? Can't say that I have. Nope. Bells is kind of like lost thought, like, not directly, but, well, there's no way to know if that was meteorite or what else. So, most likely not. Well, uh, first time for all of us then. Um, you guys need any additional supplies before we head out? Food, water, or... Oh, I'm all set and ready to go. I believe I'm all set as well. Okay. Uh, the other thing that you guys would uh, get on your way out is a uh, potion of healing. Uh, if you would want to take one. Uh, I've given it to the two that don't that didn't have one. So Calgram, you've got it. Uh, Zillis, you have a potion of healing as well. Uh, Norbin and Vels, in your in your sheet, you already had one. Would you take another? Norbin will make sure he has one. Yeah, Vel. Yeah, I think Vels will. Vels will just keep the one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and as far as like right. like regular supplies, like rations, that sort of thing, uh, just just kind of assumed. Yeah. That you had to pick that up. Uh, but okay. So um as you travel, what is uh is there is there any, any conversation uh about about the mission? Or you know, maybe not about the mission, like as far as like who, who each other are. Like what like what's the conversation like for the half day between Whitmore and Copper Crossing? Um Calgrim, have you have you and Vels like run into each other since the um, Pumpkin Town Festival? No, I don't believe so. In fact, mostly just stayed around Whitmore uh, for a bit. All right, Let's see. So, going over. Oh, Calgrim, I have and I pull out the Pumpkin Town notes. They. One that can cast prestidigitation. Um, can use it eight times. Um, and it's quite a nifty little spell. Hmm. I'll just put it there so you can see that. I like have a look at it, trying to yeah. understand it. Interesting. So. What does this spell do exactly? Generally, it's like 
normally uses a type of party trick. You can create harmless sensory effects. You can light a candle with it. If you get super dirty, you can just use it and clean yourself in an instant. Um, you can also use it to make your normal drinking water taste like the richest beer you have ever had. Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> mm. Very interesting. Kind of like goes into his own thoughts then of what he could do with that spell <laughs> if he ever learnt it. <laughs> what did you come by this spell? It was a prize for one of the games for the Pumpkin Town Festival. Ah. Yeah, we had quite a lot of fun. Oh, two other adventures appeared there. Just kind of that uh, teleportation circle that we thought was completely inactive. Apparently, it just activated randomly, and two adventures from the south showed up. That's strange. Yeah, and then afterwards it activated again and they left and... Hmm. I'm very curious then, yeah. How was the festival then? It was so much fun. Um, we had a bunch of fun games. There were some wrestling against goblins, guessing number of feathers on an owlbear, outstaring an orc. And we also had a tent, some performance. And oh, one of the Shinichi from Sidon. I don't know how, but he is possibly the most talented bard in the entire of the continent. I, his performances were just on point every time. I, I don't know how he does it. Mm. Yeah, if you ever to... bump into thing, then we'll have to. Oh, oh I'll hopefully we sure to... again. <laughs> I'll be sure to check him out someday. So, have any of you dealt with a giant predator-like creature that's fallen out of the sky, or is this a first for everybody? First time for me. First time for a giant predator that's fallen out of the sky. Yeah, I can kind of relate to that one. Yeah. I mean, maybe less on the giant half, but, you know. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out more if uh, if we find this thing. Yeah. Indeed. So, <clears throat> real quick interjection. Um, there was a bit of a lore change uh, that has uh, occurred since the... Uh, since the last time we were all together... Um, and we added a new sect of the Adventurers Guild. So the Adventurers Guild um, it was is primarily divided into four, re uh, well, five, five regions, sort of. Uh, so you've got um, you've got a captain out in Nordland and Easton and Sedund and Whitmore, as well as uh, Hovestad and uh, the. Uh, Hovestad is covering uh, basically uh, things in Hovestad and within a day's journey of Hovestad. But then everything else is kept by the regions. But one thing we hadn't really pushed was what's happening out in the uh, in the seas. Um, so we we've brought in a new 
or at least acknowledged a new uh, region of the Adventurers Guild, and that is the Golden Seas uh, sect. And their job is to uh, basically protect and monitor the waters, um, go out and investigate anything that's just, you know, weird, uh, but also, you know, stop, uh, you know, pirate-style crime or rescue ships that have uh, uh, crashed into low, you know, rocks and that, that sort of thing. Um, but uh, Zillis is uh, is a Triton, and it's probably the first time that maybe any of you have seen um, a Triton on on land. You'd, you'd definitely be aware based on the uh, based on your experience with the Adventurers Guild, uh, knowing that there are some Triton that um, uh, man uh, the Golden Seas uh, area. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, definitely this is the first time you've seen, uh, you've, you've, you've probably seen it, uh, or at least worked alongside of a Triton on land uh, for one of these uh, assignments. So is there any curiosity or um, icebreakers to converse with this guy or... I would say, like, based on these conversations, he's just kind of kind of been off to the side. And actually, I'll take a step back. I would think, uh, I would think, out of anyone here, Vels, you would be probably the most familiar with Tritons. You were kind of always aware that um, there there are some. Um, I don't know if you want to call them camps or tribes of, of Triton. Uh, but definitely out in the waters, uh, but also out out in the north where where you came from. You're, you're always aware that they were about. I don't know how much contact you had you had with them, uh, you know, especially uh, or specifically. But uh, but I definitely think you'd be the most aware, at least familiar. So Zillis, was it? Uh, yes, that's me. Uh, I've haven't seen your folk much um i remember years ago there were some tribes near where i lived i never really conversed with them but where where were you from um my um my tribe uh is uh savuloth uh we're a bit more uh north of the continent but um it's a bit cooler up there but nothing i'm not used to yeah i understand i'm well now i belong to house dusk my home tribe we lived up in the northern islands mm. it's very much colder out there than it is here <laughs> <laughs> yes it's at points it's gotten uncomfortable but I'm grow growing rather used to the heat yeah it's, it took me a bit as well so the uh, the overall journey uh, you know just kind of kind of passes by there uh, really isn't much going on uh, there is some cross traffic uh, so some people heading from Copper Cross, or at least that region. 
uh, to to Whitmore. Um, as you traveled up the road to the road that crosses in the Copper Crossing, uh, definitely some traffic that's heading into Whitmore from the east. Um, but really nothing, nothing super noticeable as you get to Copper Crossing. Uh, well, I not noticeable, but um, alarming, I guess. Just all kind of normal. Um, but you guys would uh, get to Copper Crossing. Copper Crossing is a pretty small uh, hamlet, if it could even be called that. There may be 25 to 30 people. Uh, Vels, you would uh, maybe see at least a, a few familiar faces because you've been here before. Uh, but definitely uh, familiar faces with also your experience in Pumpkin Town with the festival. Uh, so you see, uh, you see the strongman bugbear kind of lugging some logs around. Uh, you see the family of uh, the the trio goblins that had done the acrobatics act, which is the people you helped. Um, Again, your second second mission that we that we did together, and um, but yeah, it's a logging town. Uh, really, not much going for it other than that. Uh, you've got some small farms, but again, probably about 30, 30 people. You guys make it to the town. You make it to the small inn that they've got, like an inn and tavern. You're able to get a room for the night. Uh, before we uh, fast forward into uh the next day when uh, we're actually gonna fully start uh today's adventure uh anything else that you guys would want to cover amongst yourselves or, or do while you're here I believe we should plan out what we're gonna or where we're going to be headed tomorrow plan out a route so we have some idea of where we're going mm -hmm. Considering we're yeah, going to the mountains, we should make sure we're not going to get into the wrong valley. <laughs> yeah. Vals, you would, uh, well, and Calgram as well. You, d you would be aware that like, if you follow the stream, there's like an obvious uh, path of other people who have uh, have walked that. Um, but otherwise it's pretty, uh, it's pretty bare. Again, this is kind of like the Savage Frontier area where not a lot of activity. Um, not a lot of people walking in the woods outside of like hunters. So yeah, you would be, uh, you know, you've got like a compass or something that can kind of lead you in the right direction. Uh, I would think that, you know, it would make sense for you all to have kind of like a general map of of the continent with you um so you you, you have some like like some kind of idea of, of 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 where it is what what direction you need to head based on that would norman be able to navigate us into the relatively correct spot given that you know navigating is kind of his thing navigator's tools uh cart Photographer's tools, Photographer. I believe. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think, I think, yeah, that would definitely, that would definitely assist. Thank you. Yeah, you would have been able to study those maps, maybe help build some of those maps. So, um, yeah, I think, I think you would definitely have, 
I'll yeah, probably be. He's a ranger. We're going the, into the wilderness. It feels like it should yeah. work. Yeah. Anything else you guys would want to take care of or cover? Uh, okay. Well, let's do this then. Um, everybody roll me a uh, D6. So Plasma, this is your first time. This is uh, kind of a gauge how the day is going to go. Uh, it's not sort of. It's like a fate die almost. Uh, basically, it's is someone looking out for you. And we're looking for two numbers, and we're looking. The numbers we're looking for are ones and sixes. Sixes mean that um, someone uh, generally good aligned is looking out for you, so you might uh, you might get uh, you, you might find a hidden cache of health potions uh, at the right time, or uh, you might uh, you know. Uh, Maybe you find some uh, some additional information that you would normally roll for, uh, but without the roll. Uh, ones would be like worst case scenario happens. Uh, so today we've got one, four, six, and four. So um, uh, which means uh, we'll be depending on the fours uh, to suggest it'll be a normal day. While we're on in Copper Crossing. Uh, can I get a perception check from everybody? And I think this would be basically as you're sitting down for dinner um, and again, having this conversation of, you know, who would be best suited to uh, kind of lead um, as well as, um, you know, what, what else to kind of prepare for, but I know Calgrim is very good at putting his his ear to the table to listen to other conversations that are going on. Uh, so we got a crit 25, an 11, an 18, and a 14. So uh, group check wise, this will give you this information. You guys would hear um, a few different uh, rumors going around. So obviously, uh, the meteors, the the shooting stars. Um, you know, we at least a, a, a weekly occurrence. But um, it, yeah, there is a, a rumor that one uh, looked like it. It probably landed about northwest of you guys, um, off off into the mountains. It seemed to be heading that direction, a bit lower to the ground. There is a, a general worry that's being discussed at the tavern at night about uh, uh, everything that happened at Jagged Grove. So again, just kind of a repeat of what you guys are already aware of, but maybe a confirmation of general location. Um, but the other thing that uh, you guys would be aware of is that uh, there's been a lot more travelers coming through. Um two types one is uh more of your miners so kind of heavier on the dwarf side heading towards uh, iron hope post which is uh, a new mining establishment just kind of north uh along the coastline from copper crossing uh, but the other thing is uh it seems the records guild has sent uh some scouts hunters to head out into uh, the mountains just to see uh, what's out there and document things. But 
there there has been a lot of talk of bears uh wolves um, not necessarily near copper crossing uh specifically but just in general um a lot of stories about bears uh larger bear that's out there almost kind of like a legendary tone to it uh no no name for it has been given seems like there's like a large like a pretty large bear that that story keeps kind of getting repeated uh, from one conversation to another uh but it does uh sound like um last night uh uh or actually i'm sorry uh this morning a group of hunters went out uh to see what they could find and haven't returned yet but um seems like the people that were talking about it were looking forward to hearing their stories maybe seeing uh what they what they bring in i think the other part of it is um you know copper crossing is a logging town but um i think the eventual hope is that it's continues to grow and does more things so having a uh trapper leather shop or something um someone that deals with with that sort of thing it might be might be of use there but yeah you definitely guys uh, yeah you definitely would hear a story about a uh, a group of hunters scouts that went out uh this morning hopefully they don't see us as threats i hope not hope they went the other direction of the meteor and if they weren't aware about it it could be ill news for them uh, yeah yeah but you guys would be able to uh have dinner um and uh, again, opportunity to kind of strategize, but uh, otherwise the rest of the night goes without issue and you can head out in the morning. Cool. Uh, Norman, let me look at your sheet real quick. So cartography tools, we've got uh, quill, ink, parchment, pair of compasses. Okay, compasses would come in handy here. Yeah, I think with that, um, no, no roll is needed. You've got a general idea of where you're going. You're heading uh north northeast almost like directly directly northeast oh sounds good so again as far as setting goes uh once you get out of town at least uh about an hour uh there is a point where you'll have to cross a, a river but um you guys kind of walk upstream and um cross cross this river find a bit of a uh, a clearing that has a, a an easy path across it it's not very deep uh at least uh, at least over here uh calgram vells you'd be familiar with this spot you've been here before seems like the perfect uh perfect spot uh to cross so yeah, imagine you guys would lead them uh in this in this area not much has changed uh there, there is some obvious uh signs of camping and that seems to be uh, at least that that family's camping spot um uh, where, where they set up to for for their hunts cross and head further into the woods woods are pretty thick over here uh it's pine trees so most of the trees are pretty uh pretty tall not much blocking vision outside of tree trunks overall sounds uh, a lot of birds in the sky that you're hearing uh, every step you guys take is a bit of a crunch there. 
pine needles, fallen branches, that sort of thing. Say you guys headed out maybe about uh, nine o'clock. Okay. And at uh, about 11 o'clock, so about two hours later, um, you're you know, a good two hours out outside the nearest civilization, sign of civilization. Uh, besides the birds, you might see some squirrel along the way, deer. As soon as you see the deer and deer sees you, they, they scatter. The points where that kind of causes a bit of alarm just to hear the sound of something moving away real fast and then you'll realize deer or squirrel or something. About two hours in, uh, you guys are going to come to uh, another clearing. Sun is shining down. Despite that, it seems a little bit cooler than... At least cooler from when you were in Copper Crossing yesterday. Uh, maybe about like 30 degrees cooler. You guys have... Across the river, going through the woods, you are traversing some hills, so a little bit more up and down action happening. But as you get further up, further closer to the mountains, it is definitely uh, definitely a, a cooler temperature. You're going to find this clearing. It's a good, maybe like 80, uh, 80 foot cylinder uh, or circle. Got um, trees all around, but like right here, it's just kind of like open field. Uh, can I get perception checks from everybody? Calgram. Um, uh, just for, well, from my perspective, like there's no point for you guys to be like single file. You'd probably be in a bit of a group, but Norbin, you'd be a, little, a bit, um, a bit further ahead, maybe, maybe, maybe two by two. But Calgram is as you're walking, uh, you're gonna notice um, matted down grass. Um, definitely seems like something has been in this area recently. In the last day, last hour, it's hard. It's hard to tell, but there's definitely some some tracks here. It seems like. Um, way the grass is kind of like pushed to the side heading up just about in the direction you're heading seems seems pretty large seems about at least six feet across whatever it was kind of stop and look at the at the track and the grass have a look hmm. okay. looks like we're not alone whatever it is uh Seems to be heading in the general direction we're going. You reckon it's this creature of ours or that large bear that they were talking about at the tavern? Um, can I look at the tracks and make a guess? Uh, yeah, pointed it out uh, with, with Calgram pointed it out at you. Um, you guys looking at it together. Um, I would say go ahead and roll survival at advantage. Wait, wow. 26. Big old crit. I'm really crap so far. 
you're going to notice a few things about this. Uh, um, yeah, the brush has definitely been pushed aside. It seemed like something was running through here. Uh, much larger than you are. Um, as you kind of look around, you, you do find actual tracks. You're going to see two, two sets. Uh, the first set that you see is uh, more beast-like. Um, and actually, you do see some tufts of hair kind of caught on uh, a tree as it enters into the other side. You guys are walking, kind of like following that, that path it took. Again, it seems like in the general direction you guys are heading into, but yeah, once it gets past, uh, there, there are some tufts of hair uh, caught on some trees and branches and on the ground as well. Definitely beast-like. Um, the footprint itself uh, looks like maybe it maybe it rained here overnight, so there's a little bit of mud. But um, yeah, you get a sense that uh, kind of looks like a bear bear tracks uh the hair mm -hmm. kind of uh longer or bristly uh your experience with bears i don't know how limited or unlimited that is but you i have think a little bit of experience uh, with bears yeah and knowing you'd be in the uh the savage frontier hearing the stories especially in copper crossing uh you'd be aware that there are bears that are out here so it makes sense this seems big Again, amount of brushes. I mean, either there's multiple bears and only one somehow left tracks, or this this one that left tracks is big. Again, like we're talking like a good five feet, six feet in diameter as far as how it's uh, pushing this grass down. But the tracks are definitely bare. However, that's not the only tracks you see. You're also going to see um, a set of footprints that look uh, more like your own. Humanoid. Boots. Seems to be th three different sets. Like they're kind of like walking together through this area. Um, they start pretty much where you guys pause to, to look to look at everything before you, you move down. But uh, but when you get onto the other side, you're going to notice there is like a confusing piece to it. There is tracks heading from the north to the south, head into this clearing, and then uh, you don't really see where, where they go. See these boot tracks continue heading northwest, almost as if uh it's following this this i would say also with that crit uh you would gauge uh, within the last hour that the the boot prints were put there okay. and again because you crit the other thing that you would notice um there is a discrepancy here uh boot prints to the south of the clearing um Kind of matched your own you're just you're you're pausing to look around you're traveling through here but once you get to the other side of the clearing heading into the woods those boot prints seem a little bit more heavier like they gained weight they're carrying something and yeah, maybe they're carrying something all right 
we'll just relay that to the party. It's like someone else got here before we did, so let's keep an eye out. Pull out my dagger. Oh, that group of hunters they were talking about. Perhaps you're going after that bear. Maybe. I think that's the better option of the view. <laughs> There's only one way to find out, and Norbin's just going to start following the tracks. <laughs> well, follow along. But okay, you guys travel on. And much of the same scenery, and um, it seems to be getting a, a bit colder as you head further into uh, the hills. Less trees around. As you reach a peak of a hill. Oh, let me verify. Norman, I believe you have a pretty decent passive perception. Yeah. Um, as you reach one of the peaks of the hill, kind of following these uh, footprints, trees kind of break away. It's a little more bare here in these hills, but still, it seems like it probably rained uh, recently and there was um, loose earth and mud. But I would say at the peak, uh, as you kind of cross that threshold, you would see maybe uh, up a hundred feet in front of you, Norman. You would notice there are a few people standing around something that's laying on the ground in front of you. You've got you're on top of a hill. You're kind of uh, you're about to head back down that hill into a little bit of a valley, but you're looking down uh, and you kind of pause before you get fully into view of them. But yeah, you see there are there are people down there ahead of you. Say with right. that passive of, of 23 or whatever absurd number it is, I'd say you, you, you guess there's maybe like three, which kind of matches the uh, the, gen, uh, the general vibe you got uh, from the tracks you saw before. A good two, three hundred feet away from you. So it's not totally clear, but there's definitely three people there. But you can see they're standing in front of something. There's something laying on the ground in front of them, something pretty, pretty big. Okay, and they look like the folk from the Records Guild? Well, you don't know. They're 300 feet away. Uh, all right. Well, then I guess we'll get close enough to figure out who they are and what they're standing around. How would you communicate uh, that to the party as far as you, you've seen it? Because you're, you're the only one seeing it at this point. Uh, I'll just, like, it looks like there's a group of people over there looking at something. Probably go see who it is and what it is. Hmm. Right, are, we being, are we being are we just we're just being casual about it I, I can't imagine we wouldn't be we were sent out here to deal with a giant monster that fell out of the sky with a rock that doesn't look like or they don't look like that they look like us there well remember um, Crofter's vision, he said that we would find another group. I think that's the other group. <laughs> Presumably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys start walking down the hill. Uh, are you uh, 
again just walking normally or are you trying to uh not raise alert if you're heading out or what's the what's the deal what's the intentions here um vels at least would just be walking normally yeah it doesn't feel like there's any reason to be sneaky yeah just walking casually uh, dagger still pulled out, Silas? I'd probably uh, sheath it as we approach. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say you get about 100 feet uh, away from them. And um, yeah, there's definitely three. Uh, two seem taller than the other. Um about within 60 feet you guys would be aware that one's probably a fur bulk just based on build um other one's probably an orc uh but then you also have a uh an elf but you're definitely seeing a bow on the elf on the fur bulk you're seeing a um Kind of slung over its back, you see a mace. Orc, you're seeing a like a large hammer, a war hammer. But whatever's in front of them is definitely furry. You can't really make out what's being said, but there is obvious chatter uh, between the two. They're not necessarily hiding their conversation. It's you know, you guys are about sixty feet away. They're just talking amongst themselves. As you reach 60 feet, making yourself, uh, you know, making them aware of your presence, waiting until you get closer. I'll call it from a good distance, I think. What's your what's your call out? What, like, what do you say? Well, howdy there. So again, they all kind of turn in unison. York calls out. Hello, you hunters. Well, sometimes, but no, the adventuring guild sent us. Well, Matt, I imagine this is going from like 60 feet to 50 to 40, to 30. You guys are just continuing to, to press forward as you're as you're talking. But they don't uh, they don't raise any any weapons or anything. Um. But they kind of move away from what they're looking at and kind of head head in your general direction. They only move about like 10, 10 feet. So um, by the time you guys kind of meet, you're all a good 10, 15 feet apart. Uh, the orc uh, gives a tusky uh, smile. Well, we're, we're members of the uh, Records Guild out here on a hunt. Tracking a bear. It, um, not what we expected. Uh, what, what are you uh, out here for? Uh, not a bear. Um, apparently a meteor fell in the area. We're supposed to go investigate it. Heard, heard that, yes. Very well. Um, well, I don't know if it's related, but, um, well. Feel free to come take a look at this. And he turns around and heads back over to this big 
squishy, furry thing that's laying on the ground. The rest Great. of his party uh, goes over as well. Uh, the orc uh, and the, and the, uh, the furbolg about the same height. Uh, both pretty muscular. Orc has very broad shouldered. Uh, Furbolg is, uh, I think you would, you have noticed as you got closer, he's got a bit of a scar on his cheek, uh, the long dark hair, kind of shaggy. Um, the orc seems to be maybe like the face of the group. So he's the only one that, that kind of talked about it, but he's got a thick beard, hair, uh, braided traditional orcish style that you probably have seen, seen around. Uh, but yeah, seemed very uh, authoritative in how, how we talked to you guys. The elf didn't didn't say much at all. Uh, but yeah, standard elven fare. Uh, deep brown hair tied in a ponytail. Uh, very sharp features. Um, had an arrow in her hand as she uh, she turned to look at you guys. Actually, as she turned to look at you guys, you could see her kind of reaching for a bow behind her until the conversation continued. And now she's just kind of playing with this arrow. The orc points at this, uh, this body that's on the ground. And as you guys look down at it, it is uh, apparently pretty large bear. Talking uh, grizzly, polar bear, almost like size, like it's just massive. So again, it would kind of match with uh, Norbin what you what you saw before, as far as that clearing goes. The size of it is huge, but uh, it is dead, and just laying there. You tell what made it dead. Oh, the orc speaks up. The um, we normally. Try to take down the creatures for records or full study, but also to sell on the market. Unfortunately, and I um, hope you keep this uh, amongst yourselves, not lay claim to it. Found it this way. We had been tracking it, so it doesn't seem like it has been dead for too long. Though, we might have poked it. Definitely starting to get stiff. Norman, as you look at, at it, you're not seeing any uh, obvious... Uh, like, there's nothing obvious about it. There's no, like, arrow, uh, arrow stuck into it. There's no really any blood around it. Um, some maybe bruising. You see, some, actually, uh, no, no blood coming from like its body, but you do see some blood maybe on its face. Maybe blood uh, on its paw, on on one of its claws. We we found it here like this and we've just been debating what we do just drop it up take it to the records guild sell the fur on the market or um 
don't know. But uh, we've got uh, any points to the elf. Alara usually um, is our main strike force. Burbog, uh, Violet Wind, Heavy. Normally have some kind of strategy for this sort of thing, but whatever took this out just left it, which is very odd. Not uh, guild protocol. The fact that it has no obvious wounds except for what you can see on the face. Maybe uh, the wounds are internal. Okay. Um, did whatever hit it in the face hit it hard enough to, like, scramble its brain? Because that would make it pretty dead. I know there's some magics that directly attack the brain. The mind. Uh, do you guys want to investigate it further? Actually get close to it and try to see what's what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. where did the blood come from? Was it, like, blunt force trauma, or is its skull still intact? And if its skull is still intact, then, I guess, before we do anything too fancy, where did the blood on its claw come from? Is it its or something else's? And if it's not something else's, then crack open its skull and see if something, like, I don't know, nuked its brain from the outside with psychic powers or some shit. Okay. Well, who wants to roll for this? Seems like uh, uh, Val's you had a theory and what it could be as far as maybe it's magic related. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll an investigation then. Alright, we've got a seven. So we've got um, uh, two house rules currently for inspiration. Uh, we've got DM inspiration. Oh. You guys all started off the session with. Uh, but we also have um, group assistance. So anyone could grant assistance to another uh, person working for the same patron from, from Tasha. So... What would you like to do here? Would you like to use DM inspiration? Or would like anyone like to? Would uh, some like to help me? For this? Sure, I'll jump in. Uh, no one here. Uh, no one here oh. has uh, proficiency in investigation, so uh, that by default would require group assistance. Sorry. Okay. okay. So you've taken uh, group assistance. Go ahead and roll again. Your advantage. Roll ten. <laughs> All right. Ouch. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, you take a look at the claws. You take a look at the, um, blood. I think, uh, I think, over, or I'm sorry, the face. Uh, overall, I would, uh, definitely be able to figure out that, um, blood seems to be coming... Uh, around the eyes some coming out of the mouth but um there's def definitely blood like on the snout and cheeks that seems to be uh leading from <coughs> India. 
Uh, but as far as like whether or not the head is still intact, despite it, you know, still being on the body, uh, or what would have caused that, I think, I think it's still kind of unclear to you. It would make sense that magic would would be involved, but you know, it's not it's not definite in your mind. Uh, the claws, though, um, yeah, you'd be able to figure out that you know it probably struck something, so it definitely was in some kind of fight. And then, based on uh, Norbin, your your passive perception, I think you, you'd be able to look around, and there was definitely some kind of scuffle here. Seems like at least two creatures fought here. Ground is kind of matted down. Uh, there is a lot of prints, but they all kind of merge together. Uh, while they're looking at the body, Norbin will try and figure out where the thing that the bear fought with went. What direction did it leave in? Okay. Uh, survival perception. What a bitch. And DM inspiration, that one. Okay. There we go. If war and as a perception. So, um, yeah, just looking over the scenario. Uh, definitely a fight that happened in about a 30 foot radius uh, where you guys are. You're kind of like at the edge of it from what you can. Um, whatever it fought. Based on what you can observe on the ground seems like tracks led from the north headed from the north and you've been tracking the same potentially the same bear from what you can tell and the same a group of people so um yeah something came from the north and bought this bear and headed back to the north not noticing any blood on the ground uh, as it uh, heads up. Uh, but the bear definitely seems to have come from the south. Does that cool. answer so your the, questions, or do you have anything additional? No, it sounds like the thing we're looking for is where we expected it to be, and it's killing local bears. And it's not doing it with claws or teeth, so it's got some kind of something else. And you're saying this out loud, right? Yep. Well, whatever uh, the the orc speaks of, whatever took it out must have been larger. Uh, you know, a bear, normal size, like we could we could take. This is a big bear. This would be a <laughs> challenge for even us, and something to just wipe it out without. Taking much damage. Didn't notice much as far as blood trails or anything like that. That must mean this was an easy target. Yep. Uh, do you think this is related to what you're looking for? Because if if so, uh, <laughs> I'd uh, I'd be a bit hesitant myself. Again, facing a bear this size would be a hefty challenge for us. Though, 
you know, a bear this size is pretty legendary. That'll get a, get a name for ourselves, but um, something that could take it out. Not necessarily our, uh, what we've signed up for. It's quite possibly related, um, but... Well, we could always just pack it in and go home. Yeah, I mean, if we can take out a bear of that size, it's too dangerous to be kept out there. Um, if it were to wander into a town, it'd be disastrous. Yes, I don't uh, mean to speak for my friend here, but um, and he just kind of motions off to the, the fur bulk, or what he called silent wind before. Uh, but um, yes, something larger than that could be a threat from a natural perspective if it is related to what you're looking for. We've all heard the rumors. Taking it out before it causes any permanent da damage to the to the nature of this place. Be ideal. Well, I think we ought to get moving because I mean, it appears the bear did at least a little something. So whatever the creature is, it may be wounded and that should give us a slight advantage. It'd be best to find it before it can recover. Let's go run it down then. Well, uh, we wish you uh, good luck. <laughs> uh, again, not something we would uh, undertake ourselves. We'll figure out what to do with this bear. I mean, that there are creatures this size. Oh, the Records Guild would be very interesting. Or the Laborers and Merchants Guild would be interested in this fur. Well, we'll take this part. Good luck on yours. Thank you, and take care. Safe travels. All right. Uh, as, uh, as you guys head out, again, I think you guys would all be familiar with uh, what happened in Jagged Grove uh, based on reports that you would have read up on, uh, especially in uh, to prepare for what you're heading into. Uh, but this seems uh, a bit different. Um, again, it was Jagged Grove. It was a lot of, uh, you know, a good dozen smaller creatures. There was a larger creature was involved, but uh, the reports that you read, the stories that you've heard, um, seem to uh, confirm... Luft Crofter's uh, opinion that that one was younger and um, weakened. But uh, the what happened in Jagged Grove was there was a lot of like uh, smaller creatures that were out and about, and they seemed more like scavengers, more uh, off to maim the the weaker rather than take out something this size what what is that conversation i like at this point we're potentially closing on the thing so maybe it's sneaky time that's an idea yeah 
I think based at the scene, the fact that um, the bear has already started to get uh, stiff, rigor mortis has started to set in. You think it's probably been a couple of hours at least um, since since the confrontation. Uh, as far as being sneaky, is that something uh, you guys want to roll uh, to sneak forward, or uh, would that be something you would like me to roll? If we're making stealth checks, we would roll those now. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Giving you the option of me rolling it for you. Uh, but if that is the case, uh, everyone roll stealth. Oh, gosh, two crit fails. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Again, you've got uh, those who do Rolling have it. Incredibly uh, DM Inspiration. Uh, but if you've already used it, uh, group assistance from others. I'll um, give group assistance to Norman. I see Calgrim like almost trip. I'm like, no. Grabs his hand. Nope. Ca- careful. Careful, Calgrim. <laughs> <laughs> All my tools and stuff are just clanking around. Uh, then the both of you go ahead and move along. And, and, oh, and, and, and get yeah. above a crit fail, please. <laughs> I'm actually cursed. I think everything I've rolled tonight with an advantage was below 11. <laughs> uh, okay, well, 12, 12 and 17. So we got a 19, 17, 17, 12. Uh, all right. So for... Uh, the foreseeable future as you guys uh, continue to follow this path Dean Norbin is uh, leading the charge here uh, following this path Calgrim maybe close uh, close to the side you both are proficient in survival following this path uh, you guys are sneaking ahead and I would say it would probably take about an hour or so before you would uh, all start to sense temperature change. Again, it's been getting colder. So uh, from the time you left uh, crossing, you got into the hills. By the time you got to the hills, it felt like almost 30 degrees colder. Uh, By the time you got out to this area, it'd be about 40 degrees colder. After about an hour, you're starting to feel uh, a bit of heat. You're going to notice a few things as you as you travel. Um, again, about an hour closer to the mountains or closer to this uh, this little uh, amp we've got here. Again, you're going to feel a little bit more more heat, so it's a little bit more more comfortable. Uh, but you're going to notice a few things um, as, as you walk. There's some loose smoking rocks that are on the ground small uh, maybe a couple inches in diameter kind of sitting on the ground there's definitely uh, because of the heat difference there's definitely a bit of smoke there not smoke but uh, water water condensation I guess a little fog uh, coming off of it we got some smaller pieces, not all together, just kind of like randomly throughout your walk. Uh, but you guys are going to reach another clearing. And again, the temperature is going to continue to kind of rise up, get a bit warmer. 
and Norbin, you're in the, in the lead alongside Calgram. And uh, Norbin, you're going to notice there is a uh, very obvious uh, smoke rising uh, uh, in front of you. And you're about like you're just kind of cresting over this hill. Uh, but you can see in front of you a good couple hundred feet uh, the source of this. There is definitely uh, an impact area on the ground and almost like a reddish fire light flickering about coming from where the smoke is rising from. Great. We found it. I will point this out to everyone and then keep an eye out for the creature as we move towards our meteor. As you get about a hundred feet away from it as you're climbing down a hill, again, you're being stealthy, being as quiet mm. as possible, looking about, and uh, very close to the uh, the impact area where the where the smoke is rising from, you're going to notice there is uh, a shape that kind of like moves in and out. It's almost like a silhouette. It's kind of like walking around and kind of pauses one spot and then continues moves. Um, but I would say like at the 100 feet mark, yeah, there is a large human humanoid-like creature. So bi bipedal. Um with the light coming from the impact zone. Kind of hard to tell colors, but definitely from like a reddish tint to the skin. This definitely does kind of match up with everything you've heard so far from Luft. No sign that it has noticed you yet. Yeah, stop and take cover as soon as I see it. Point out to everyone else. Find a rock and hide behind it. Get it closer. Mm -hmm. Again, throughout this part of the journey, there's been like small pebble-sized rocks that uh, are obviously different. They're not matching rocks that's seen. They're like they're almost like a darker color, but definitely there's heat coming from it. It's warming your path as you go. Um, but yeah, I think there would be. Uh, there would be areas to kind of stand behind. Again, there's not a lot of trees in this in this region, but I think something that would be obvious to you as you look down towards this, there is a gap in the mountains that you can see that just kind of fades to white. Background it seems to be an area that you can see the Nordland area. Uh, Vels, you would obviously be familiar. With this more snowy region. But it definitely seems like you're relatively close and you can see. We gonna take it out? Yeah. Look at the party. I Are we just believe gonna so? Or? Um Norbert's gonna pull out his bow. Like, I'm not gonna be rushing, but <laughs> if anyone needs to get closer, this would be the time. Yeah. Uh uh. Does anyone need to get closer? Can we all attack from 100 feet away? Um, that's what I'm oh, trying yes, to I'll probably need to go I mean, so. Let me get a little bit closer. I'm trying to my ranges are. How far away are we at this moment? 
100 feet. That's, oh, that's 100. 100 that's feet. 120 okay. feet. I got a short bow that has. That works. 60. Because the question would be how close do you want to get to this thing before attacking? It seems to be alone. Potentially defending Essentially. the impact zone, which would match Luft suggested. Yeah, we can kill Trap Bear too. Um, okay, there's four of us. I attack at range. Who else? I, I have. I can hit it from here, to be honest. I'd like to be a little bit closer, but. Okay, so you want to get closer. Who else needs to move in to, to do this properly? Um, I'm kind of either or. Either um, or? Cotton and. I do have a bow, but I've normally stuck with the Warhammer. Okay, yeah, Warhammer, uh, for sure. So from where we are, based on its activity and the terrain, can Norbin scout out a route that would be like a, an ideal route for the people who need to get closer to sneak into this thing? Uh, sneak into this thing. I mean, once you get past this point, I think it would be obvious to you that it would be hard for it not to notice. This is a clearing. Uh, so you've you've got some rocks kind of thrown about, but the, the impact zone itself seemed to have cleared out any large uh, grass, like tall grass in the area, just kind of matted it down. Um, it definitely struck, but it seemed to, as it struck, you're definitely seeing signs of some kind of uh, explosion of some kind. So there's... A lot of streaks in the ground. Ground turned from all solid grass to mud, dirt, rocks. So anyone who would want to get close would it would be difficult uh, to go without being seen. Especially if Luft was correct that it is here protecting the impact zone. Okay. If I'll try and make it look away from us, and then if it if that works, you guys just rush it while it's looking the other way for a brief instant. That's all I got. Unless someone can do something better. I'm I'll be fine here. I can um you said there wasn't trees around, right? Correct. Okay. I, I can I can lob an arrow past it and like just aim for something that'll make a clattering noise on, on its opposite, like opposite where we are. And ideally it turns around to look at that noise. And then while it's turned around, which everyone who needs to go fucking goes. We talk about lobbing an arrow. Yep. OK, anything else this is technically a surprise round. Mm -hmm. uh, so anything in particular particular you want to do this would be the time but after this fact we would actually go into an initiative order you want you want me to go with you calgram uh if you would like to help out close range then feel free or feel more ideal from a range distance you can stay back and i can try and keep this thing on me without getting ripped to shreds Mm -hmm. Uh, and actually, let me do this. Let me, uh, let me bring you guys to another map. Uh, that'll mm -hmm. be a little bit more clear on what the scene looks like. Okay. Bringing you to a map around the lower left side of the, uh, of the map. So again, a good, uh, probably hundred, hundred feet 
80, 80 ish feet from different parts. All right. Are we going? Here, Calgram, before you go, I'm going to cast Dragon's Breath on you. So now you can breathe Dragon Fire. Oh. Um, I don't know if this is. Oh, I choose one. Um, I'm assuming since the, the, everything's burning, maybe resistant to fire. Calgram, what, what do you want to do? You want to do lightning, poison, acid, or cold? Ooh. I reckon. Maybe try, try acid, maybe. Acid, okay. So for the next, tell spell ends, touch. Yes, one minute. <laughs> so next one minute, you can breathe fire, or acid, rather. Do we have anything else that we need to prep? Uh, no. Okay. And this is a surprise round? Yes, it is a surprise run. So, okay, so we've got, um, it sounds like we've got an arrow that is going to be shot uh, uh, past. And the goal of the arrow was to get us a surprise round, so I'm, I'm probably just <laughs> oh, going to fucking no, shoot No, there's it. already a surprise round. It doesn't seem yeah, to be to yet. Yeah, so, so I think fucking just rush it. I'm just, I'm just going to shoot it in the, the face and get okay. this over with. So you're, you're going to shoot an arrow towards it. Uh, we also have uh, Vels. You're going to uh, uh, use magic against it? Yes. Um, use chill touch. You're going to use chill touch towards it. That's within range or you got to move up? Uh, it's in range, 120 feet. Okay. Uh, Calgrim, what do you, what, what's your plan here? I'm going to sprint towards it as best I can and try and draw the attention of it to me. Once we're all in combat, you're gonna dash, so you can probably move. Uh, you can move up to fifty feet, so right around this this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and then Phyllis, what what's your? Um, I was pro- I was gonna go with Calgrim, so I'll probably end up. I'll go like right around here. So you're gonna charge in with with Calgrim. Uh, yeah, I'll be a bit off to the side, but. Alongside him, yeah. Good. Just just a few feet away. Okay. Uh yeah, Calgram is five feet in front of you. You've got uh so Calgram's moving is twenty-five. You've got thirty. So yeah, you could stick with him, no problem. Okay. okay. Um, well, just to get it out of the way, let's go ahead and uh and 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 roll initiative. Uh but you will have this surprise round. Uh, so we've got two that are uh, using their action to charge in. We've got two that are attacking at them. So, okay, those who are attacking at afar. Uh, Norbin, Bells, go ahead and make those attacks. Those who are charging in, go ahead and move your dash action. So we got 50 feet from Calgrim. We've got 60 feet from... Why did I forget how to move? You might have the uh, the ruler. Oh, okay, there we got go. it. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, Chill Touch. Eats it and beats it. Would this be an advantage because it doesn't know we're here? Uh, yes. Yes, that's uh, that's accurate. Surprise round. So go ahead and roll roll again. See if you get a crit. Roll again. 
23. Uh, not not a crit, but you do hit. None. Oh. Uh, for eight. Necrotic. I'm going to drop Hunter's Mark on him. Shoot him. And then okay. shoot him. Uh, yeah, 19 connects. Hunter's Mark inflicts four damage. Hunter's Mark inflicts four damage. Was that? Uh, you, you've got multi-attack. Uh, yeah, the ambush lets me shoot twice on my first attack in combat. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So... 27 damage. So, uh, let me do this. Uh, first of all, chill touch. Uh, necrotic damage. Uh, it'll take the eight. Again, the attack eight. Uh, so as, uh, as you guys begin to charge in, uh, bells, this, this hand comes and kind of swipes past it. He, uh, you don't really see much. Uh, but you do notice that that is uh, for sure what has caused it to start to turn. Look towards you guys as it turns uh, the ambush from uh, Norbin. Two arrows will pierce through 22 and a 19 will both connect. And so we've got uh, seven and eight. I think uh, with the purple haze, it's, it's kind of hard to see from this distance, but I would say, Norbin, you are uh, where that like, you know that you you drew strong, you shot strong, you should have hit. Uh, but I, I think you would maybe notice that um it doesn't does it doesn't do as much damage as you're hoping for we've got uh nine nine nineteen uh yeah it, it like like the arrow is definitely like connected but they didn't puncture yeah there's Quite an extra possible. eight on that from hunter's mark an extra eight okay good it's uh it's maybe there's some resistance to there, non-magical piercing. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we we'll begin. Um, this guy is now aware of the situation. Uh, he's been pelted with arrows and a chilled touch. Uh, he turns and he looks and he sees two, uh, two groups that are moving towards it. Uh, so he is uh, doesn't have any weapons. There's another thing you guys would notice. Uh, but he's just going to kind of like move up here. And he seems to be taking a defensive stance. Norbin. 28. Oh, my God. A good crit. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. 15. So plus uh, plus seven for Hunter's Mark. Yikes. Oops. I got uh, so the arrow strikes. Uh, you, again, you see it kind of like as it's moving forward. You're you're pelting it with more arrows. Uh, you're you're seeing it like kind of like uh, not 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 stumble, but just be kind of jostled as it moves forward. 
but arrows hit and hit hard. Uh, Calgrim, you're charging forward. Uh, it is within. Uh, it has moved up. It seems to be taking a defensive stance. It is uh, within uh, 40 feet of you. So charge forward for melee would require a dash. Got a range. Okay. Good spot to use it. I would like to also use Giant Smite as well. Would that work here? Uh, put it in the chat. Because <laughs> I don't remember what that is. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything in specific? Because this gives you three options. Oh no, that's uh, that's just three. Yeah, three three benefits. Anything in particular you want me to look at? Uh, just becoming larger. Oh, you want to become larger? Um, <laughs> if you're smaller and larger, you become large. Along with anything you are wearing, if you lack the room, become large. So, uh, yeah, you can definitely become large, but that uh, I don't think that uh, adjusts your speed. I don't think right. that changes your speed. But you could become a larger for sure. I think it was mostly just so I can like just be because it since it's really tall, just you know, have the height, that's all. So you can kind of distract it. But say like a larger thing, that's all. Okay. That sounds good. Uh so I'll go ahead and make your token larger. Thank you. And I'm still able to go within 35 feet, right? Well, your speed is 25 feet, so you'd have to dash in. So you'd have to use your action to get up to it. You know it is kind of paused and it is just waiting. It seems to be waiting for something. Okay. Oh... Uh... I'll go 25 feet. Okay. Probably just like have a little bit of time to try and just quickly survey the creature before I like go full into it. You can size it up. Um, You are within 10 feet of it. Any bonus actions, free actions you'd like to use here? Um, No, that'll be it. Okay, so you could definitely hold your action if you'd like to. You're ready in action, so if it moves closer, then then you swing. If it gets within melee, then you can swing. You look at this. So uh, large, along with anything you are wearing. Yeah, I'll get my weapon ready up and just hold that. Okay, so if it gets closer to you, then uh, you will uh, you will attack it, Zillis. Okay. Um, so I'm going to move kind of, uh, use cunning action to dash, right? Uh, yeah, you're a rogue. I'd, I, I'd imagine, uh, you take a bonus yeah. action to use dash. Yeah. Okay. So I'll run over here and then... I will ask Ray of Frost. 24. Ooh. That is a crit. Okay. <laughs> um, so then damage 
Uh, so with Ray of Frost, yeah, it is a uh, Ray of Frost. Uh, so yeah, it like you see Frost kind of cover over it as it makes impact. Uh, you definitely see that it is affected by that for sure. 15, 15 cold damage it will take. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, that was your action. That was your bonus action and your movement. So there's oh, not much else. Uh, partial, partial movement at least. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. 40, 45. So that was uh, your movement's mm -hmm. fifth, uh, 30. So you moved 45. So you can move an additional uh, 15 feet. And then I'll free action. Here. Yeah, free action is just if you want to shout out anything to your party or it for that matter. I think I'm good. I'll just wait to see what happens next. <laughs> Bells. All right, I'm going to move up 30 feet. Make sure I that was the spot I want to be because I want to be 60 feet. We're good, so I can do all my things. And I'm just going to cast Shale Touch again. And 25 connects. Ooh, nice. Normal. Okay. Four necrotic damage. Okay, let's say as you get closer and you deal this, um, you're starting to see some of that reddish tint turn dark, turn black. Match what your what your effect does. Um, yeah, it definitely seems to to hit. You can see it kind of hesitate as it looks back and forth between Calgram and Zillis. Anything else? That is all. Then uh, it's going to move up and it's going to charge Zillis. Oh, great. Um, and it's going to swing. Uh, it's open hand. It's got some claws on it. 26 will connect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to deal 15 bludgeoning images. Basically just punches you in the face. Ouch. Um... Uh. So uh, it's going to punch you in the face for the uh, for the uh, 2d8 plus 5. So it's 15, 15. And then um, it seems to use the other to try and grab a hold of you. I'm going to need, need an athletics check from you. Uh, athletics? Mm -hmm. Ah, great. I'm not great at that. Um, oof. Yeah, crit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's gonna like punch you, and then it's gonna go ahead with its other hand, grab a hold of you. You are now grappled. Uh, so your speed is zero, as it just basically like grabs you and picks you up. It's gonna hold you. That's it. It's just your your, your speed is at zero. Uh -huh. uh, but if you want to break out of this grapple, uh, it's going to need uh, another athletics challenge. And that's going to take an action, athletics. right? Yes, that would be your action. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that is its turn. 
Uh, Norman. Or do the one thing that Norman does. <sighs> 12 damage. And maybe we'll pack up a little bit. Uh, okay, so Longbow, uh, so he, yeah, he's got you picked up. You're climbing kind of closer to his chest. Just, just, just kind of holding you up, uh, Zillis. Uh, Longbow, 22 connects. 11 piercing, uh, plus the one damage for Hunter's Mark. Oh. And, yeah, again, uh, you know what your bow does. You know the shot that you're taking. Any normal creature like that should... It should hit real hard. That seems to not not do as much. It's not. It's like barely, barely holding it back. It's still like holding onto it. Like you hit it in the shoulder. See the arrow just kind of like dink it and pop off, off to the side. Uh, Calgrim. This creature has moved away from you. It is holding up Zillis. Uh, your, uh, your, your party member, what would you like to do? I'll, uh, chase after it and try and, um, give it a hit. Oh, 23 will connect with your Warhammer. Six bludgeoning, and can you uh, clarify for me? Remind me because it's been a while. Uh, is there any any magical effects to your uh, Warhammer? Um, yes, Fire Rune is on it. Okay, so Fire Rune. Uh, when you hit a creature with an attack using a weapon, you can invoke. The rune to summon fiery shackles. The target takes an extra d two uh, two d six fire damage, and it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained for one minute. So, uh, if that is the case, uh, go ahead and roll that two d six strength saving throw. Seventeen. It'll uh, make that save, so it is not restrained. Uh extra 2d6 fire damage and it must so it's going to take that fire damage but uh it is not restrained so go ahead and roll your 2d6 i think is what you did so that's three so uh nine 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 um i'll say what you notice is that like your your strike uh any normal creature that you hit uh, should have a particular uh, feel to it. Like this felt exactly like hitting anything else, but there's a bit of resistance there that you'd be aware of. Uh, it seems to be uh, look at that fire damage for sure, but your, your actual bludgeoning seems to resist. Just do it. Anything else? Um... Be too close with Dragon's Breath since Zillis is like caught in his arm. So, yeah, I'll I mean, uh, generally speaking, that. yeah, it's like right, but that was your action. Is Dragon Breath's uh, 
Bonus? Oh, that. Uh, yeah. If it's a 15-foot cone, I would, uh, I would, I would tell you that uh, Zillus would not be affected by that. Will not. Okay. Um, if you want to use it, I'll here. go. I'll go use it here. Yeah. Uh, DC 15 dexterity dexterity saving throw uh, 6 so it's going to miss that what's the damage I believe it's 3d6 Calgrim so go ahead and uh, roll 3d6 please 7 okay. uh, yeah so you bellow out a uh, dragon's breath Golfs this creature. He's just kind of holding out Zillis off to the side, like in front of him. Um, from from like your standpoint, just kind of holding it out uh, Zillis in front of him. Dragon's breath him seven damage. He is definitely aware of your existence where you are. Uh, that was movement action, bonus action. Uh, any any free action? You still have a little bit more left of movement. Um, I'm probably going to try and move. 10, you move 25 feet. So actually, uh, what's your movement? Your movement's 25 feet? Mm. Uh, then I take that back. That was all your movements. 5, 10, 15. That's, uh, that's all your movement. But free action, you've got a free action left. Um, it should be good. I'll end my turn now. Dillis. Okay. Um, you, did you say I could do acrobatics or athletics? I did not it's, say that. Oh, okay. um, it's just athletics. I would say athletics at this point. He's squeezing. He's yeah, he's squeezing. I could say athletics. Here. Um, then I'll do that. You're trying to break away from its grip. Uh, strength saving throw, or I'm sorry, an acrobatics check. Uh, hit six. It is distracted by Calgram and what Calgram's got going on. You're going to be able to break away and slip down back to the ground. Uh, you're no longer grappled. Sweet. Okay, if I run away, is it going to have an opportunity attack on me yes but um if you use cunning action to disengage as your bonus action you can move away without incident Ooh. okay then i'll do that um so then i'll just move like i'll just move over here okay so that's bonus and action um, um and then move i'm uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, mm, yeah, yeah, that's your movement as well. That's your bonus action and and uh, normal movement, yeah. Anything mm -hmm. else you'd like to do? Guess I'll just yell out, that guy hurts! <laughs> Vels. Yeah, Vels. Uh, All right. You've got an open shot. Uh, he has let go of uh, Zillis and Zillis. Run away as you're acting. What would you like to do? 
I am going to move a little bit closer and focus on injecting like, kind of like screams into his mind and cast Dissonant Whispers. So that hey, is a wisdom. DC 15 Wisdom. I'm saving throw. I don't fail that save. Nine second damage, and he has to. Well, his turn, he has to use his movement to. Is it his turn or reaction? Let me double check. Immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows. Mm Away from me. So, uh, a few things are going to happen here. Um, first of all, um, you're going to witness Calgrim. Calgrim, you're going to take that nine psychic damage. You're unsure of the cause, but it seemed to propel off of him. This is in whisper, so, so it's going to move back. Calgrim, uh, you're going to be taking uh, damage at the same time. So I'm going to say you can attack with an opportunity, uh, but at disadvantage. Okay. As it's um, uh, back at disadvantage. Uh, but yes, the Warhammer will miss. Like you're just feeling like a lot of headache right here, and you're not sure why. All right. Feeling like pain around your eyes, pain in your in your head. Uh, Vels, anything else? You see him moving um, away. No. So it seems <laughs> to have, have affected him. It kind kind of affected him, but not completely. Okay. Vels makes a mental note not to use that spell again. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Uh, he's going to move back up. And uh, going to be touching chests, touching bellies. Uh, let's go ahead and do uh, another uh, claw attack. So he's going to swing with his claw attack of 14. Is the 14 connect? Not. Uh, so that was the right hand. The left hand is going to swing. 25 will connect. 14 bludgeoning. And uh, strength saving throw, please, Calgrim. Uh, strength saving throw. Eighteen. Uh, so you beat the grapple. So he, he tries to pick you up and hold you. You're able to push away, uh, but you're also going to take an additional fifteen psychic damage. So again, that same Ooh. pain. Feeling your head and your eyes, you're gonna like feel like reverberate here. Yikes. Uh but yes, you are not grappled. Uh Norbin. You see him swinging and connecting, at least with the left hand. What would you like to do? Yeah, move and shoot. Another longbow twenty will connect. Arrow arrow slices through. Okay. Uh but the arrow does puncture. Um and is just kind of sticking there. Zealous. 
in okay. there. Okay. Um. So my dagger's not great from afar, so I will just cast Ray of Frost again. Mine range 60 feet. Uh, uh, that, yeah, that's just 30. Um, okay. So I'm going to cast that. 16. Okay. Uh, all right. So Zillis, you were going to attack. Uh, 16 will meet and beat. 16 is what you guys are looking for as far as your uh, DC here. Uh, so that, that will connect. Go ahead and roll your damage. Yay. <laughs> Take that. Massive damage. One. <laughs> really uh, dramatic yeah, spellcasting. You see a little bit of uh, ice and frost form on it, but it uh, it deforms pretty quickly because of the heat coming from the impact area. Anything else you'd like to do? I'm pretty happy with where I am. Um... Yeah, I'm good. Calgum, what, what, what are you doing here? I'm going to drink up a health potion. Okay. As in, so to clarify, it, as in that's uh, your action? Or that's your bonus action? Bonus action. Okay, so bonus action, yes, you roll. So, that, so you would get a five action you get the full health that's bonus action what else what else are you doing here? i'm gonna use a second wind oh wait that is a bonus action yeah that looks like a bonus action okay um i'll probably I don't know if I should give it another swing or not. I probably should. I'll give it a swing. Um, eight. We'll miss. Damn it. Okay. Um, uh, they put. All right. With that said, um, for those observant folks, uh, you definitely are aware that very big Calgram is hurt. Bells. Um, As in hurt oh. her bad. There's definitely some blood pouring oh, no. out. Uh, I don't have any heal spells. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, do I have? I'll look that later. It's fine. I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb. Try to do some serious damage to this guy. So... 23 connects with Chromatic three connects. All right. Then, because I cast that at second level. Let's see. Oh, I don't have a button. Here, uh, energy 48. 
opens up yep. around uh, in front of this guy, kind of like hits it in the face. Uh, you can choose what type of damage it takes between type acid damage. Fire, I'm doing lightning, lightning, thunder, lightning. Four. I I need a space. That's what I need. Okay. Uh, okay. I just rolled to verify there's no mods attached to that, but uh, yeah, four uh, forty-eight, eighteen damage. Take the full brunt of that. But yeah, you just kind of explode that in its face again. What what type of damage? Lightning. Lightning. So uh, yeah, sparks kind of arise, um, and you see like just kind of an explosion in front of its face, and it singes it. Anything else? Uh, I believe. I think that's all I can do right now. Yep. Okay, it's turn. Um, it's going to away. Uh, actually, maybe maybe it won't move away. Let's just speak. <clears throat> It'll stay here. Uh, Calgram. Uh, two things: right hand and the left hand. Twenty. Will connect. Uh, so let's let's stick with that right hand first. Um, I'm gonna need you to uh, roll me a uh, athletics check. DC is fourteen. It's going to hit. And this right hand is going to kind of like try to grab you uh, from the back of your, your neck, your head area, try to pull you closer. Trying to pull you in and grapple you. Athletics check. 13 will miss. So it is going to grapple you. You're also going to take an additional 18 psychic damage. Again, that that feeling in your head. So a uh, total of uh, 13 plus 18, 31, oh. 13 bludgeoning slams you against the side of your head. 18 psychic damage. How you looking? Uh, definitely not good. Uh, can you be more precise for the viewing audience? Like zero. All right, you're unconscious. Ouch. It's going to pick you up. It's going to pick you up. And I think everyone else that's around would be there. Uh, that Calgrim uh, doesn't look very good. So you're unconscious <laughs> as you get pulled up. Um, I think at this point, it would be a good spot for you to make a death saving throw. Do you want me to make that for you? Um, yes, please. Okay. So, uh, it, uh, it grab, grabs a hold of you after it hits you. 
Um, and it is uh, going to slam you against the ground. Uh, we're going to treat this as uh, two failed death saving throws. And it's going to move forward 30 feet. So, uh, everyone else's point of view, what they're going to see is, uh, Calgram is like hit, lifted up and thrown to the ground. That is its turn. Going to move forward. Norbin. Calgram is taken out. I think at yep. this point it would make sense that Calgram is regular size. Hmm. All right. Now we're just gonna dash. Okay. You've you've dashed. So that's your action. What are you doing here? Dashing. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Calgram, another death saving throw, please. I'll. Do you want me to roll this for you or not? I'll just roll it. Yeah. Everyone can see it. Yeah. Okay. 15. Okay, that's a save. Uh, but that, that is the return. Zillis. Okay. Calgum has just been kind of slammed down with a lot of might. Mm. It has moved forward. It doesn't look damaged. Like, it looks damaged, but not like near death. Looks right, almost I'm gonna as if it did before. Yeah, you see Calgram laying down. Go ahead. I'll run over. And can I use my healing potion? Yes, you can. Him. You can, uh, as an action? Yeah, you're in here. Okay. Um, go ahead and take the full 10, then, if that's the case. Uh, Calgram, you're going to take 10 healing. Healing. As he's dumping it into your throat, you are going to wake up, but you are prone. Um. Insert uh, the health potions into Calgary's mouth. Uh, you drain it into him. Pretty confident that's mm -hmm. going to wake him up. Uh, that is your action. What yeah. else are you doing? Um. None of my spells are bonus actions, annoyingly. Um. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I I'm just gonna stay here. Um, okay. And over the best. <laughs> I think you'd be aware that Calgrim. Uh. Lights are starting to blink. Uh, so eyes are starting to open. Bells. All right. This creature um, is starting to move towards you. What would you like to do? One question. Dragon's Breath. Yeah. Because Calgrim went um, unconscious, would that keep over unconscious? Because I can't transfer it. I can't transfer it is what I'm saying. Um 
So is Calgrim keeping Dragon's Breath or no? All right. Uh, how how so? Uh, how were you doing this before? It's through concentration. It, but is, it, is that a spell? Yeah, it's a spell. Uh, what level? Second. Okay. Let me read this real quick. Uh, so it's not. Uh, well, it is concentration. But you can drop that concentration wave. Yeah. All right. Well, considering Calgrim's yeah. state, I don't think he wants to fight. So I'm going to draw <laughs> concentration. <laughs> I'm going to. Yes, I would like to add concentration on that and cast Hex on. Getting him disadvantage on strength checks. And then was 1d6 as well. Let's see. It's there. I'm gonna back up and cast chromatic orb again. Okay. Attack normal. Ouch. And anyone uh, would like to give advantage with um, uh, group assistance? Sure. Yep. Okay. Yep. Can we roll that then? Okay. Left uh, you. Attack. Oh, nope. <laughs> yeah. Bad rolls. Ouch. You're aware of the DC, um, but yeah, that 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 will definitely miss. Uh, you send this chromatic orb. Kind of uh, fizzles out past his head. It doesn't connect. That's your action. That's my action. So that's all movement, action, bonus action, 5, all 10, that. 15, 20. That's 20 feet of movement. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's 20 feet, feet of yeah, movement. We'll keep that. And um, you'll have a, a free action. Anything else you'd like to say? We use my free action. If we keep our distance, we might be able to take him. Okay. Uh, this guy's turn. It's going to look around. It sees the closest threat. It is going to move towards Norbin. It will hit with its claws. Uh, uh, so right hand. Right hand. Twelve. You duck underneath. Left hand. Swings. Twenty-two. Will connect. Uh, for thirteen bludgeoning damage is what you feel upright. Seven. Oh, man, this is going to pick you up. Uh, you are also going to take an, an additional sixteen points of uh, psychic damage. So you're gonna feel the impact of its hit. It's gonna like hit you upside the head. The other arm kind of swoops around, picks you up. But in that process, uh, you just feel a headache. Calgrim, uh, you're aware that uh, Norbin is grappled. 
Uh, you kind of look around and you blanked out for a second, but you definitely see that uh, this creature is uh, holding someone else. You can definitely tell, uh, but you can't necessarily see who. But as you look around, Norman, it seems to be the case. What would you like to do? Hmm. I. Quite low. Hmm. We use action surge. Take an additional action. And Oof. probably make my way there. I just have to get back into it. Go for a swing. Eleven will miss. Okay. Uh, but yes, you're no, no longer prone. You uh, use have a movement to stand up. Move over there. Swing and uh, yeah, you just feel really weak. Don't swing strong enough. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Also. Oh crap, I used by a second one, didn't I? Yeah. I already used second one, so I can't use it again. Damn it. I still have one more action. Yeah, so action surge allows you to... Uh, yeah, basically use an extra attack, but uh, you do have your normal attack available. Hmm. I'll go for another attack. Oh, miss. I accidentally clicked advantage. My bad. That's fine. It still misses. Uh, <laughs> it still misses. Uh, 11 will not. It will, it will connect, but it doesn't do what you think it, it should. You just don't have the energy for it. Anything else? Um, Movement, action. Dillis. Okay. Um, Ray of Frost seems to be working for the most part, so I'm just going to keep doing that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'll, I'll do... Back. 17, 17. Sweet. Hey, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Whopping one. <laughs> Wow. And that, <laughs> and then I'm gonna run uh, to here. Uh, this dude is looking pretty damaged. He's looking pretty hurt. Aha! Uh, bells, <laughs> bells. I mean, at all times it was it's... looking pretty hurt. Uh, you, you, I mean, you always had below. <laughs> Yeah, you had always had, uh, well, the last few, uh, last round or so, you had below half health, but that yeah, definitely seems to affect it. Uh, Vels. All right, we're going to try this chromatic orb thing again. <laughs> <laughs> if it first you don't succeed, try, try. Try, try again. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'll go ahead and reroll that. Reroll. All right. Um, I have to do this. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> um, let me see. Is this a bonus action? It's transferring. Yes, bonus action. Um. Ooh, that's three. Um. Yeah, I'm just using my bonus action to convert three of my sorcery points into a second level spell. All right. So what you're going to notice here, yeah, what you're going to notice here is Norbin is dropped. Kind of put to the side. Oh, no. Uh, but there's a few things you guys are going to notice here. This creature is going to turn towards all of you. I, I think uh, Vels in particular, you guys, you are going to notice that Norbin, as he drops, he's just going to kind of move. And um, shape is going to shift. The Calgrim's form. Just kind of laugh. Oh, no. Calgrim, you're going to oh. see this. Uh, Vels, you're going to see this. Zillis, you're going to see this. You guys are aware of shapeshifters? What they do? Uh, everyone roll me a perception check. Actually, uh, let me take that back. Uh, Vels and Zillis make me a perception check. You're obviously constant, uh, you know, you're focusing in on what's going on, but you're looking around as this occurs. And Zillis, you're going to notice that there are uh, three, three bodies um, on the ground. Uh, behind you. Uh. And with that 19, you're going to get a closer look. And um, those appear to be a furbolg, an orc, and an elf lying on the ground dead. Only you see this. Mm hmm. Um, what happened to again? He's just going to kind of uh, drop and uh, his shape is going to shift into Calgrim. It just it looks like there's two Calgrims from your standpoint. You see that you turn around like you look around and you see three bodies on the ground next to the meteorite, the impact zone. They uh, mimic the shapes. They seem like the shapes of creatures that you just saw roughly an hour ago. Okay. <laughs> so the uh, the big creature is just kind of kind of laugh and uh, just hold his hands up, ready for whatever else is going to come. Norbin's not going to act. That is Norbin's action. Calgrim, you're going to see. Norbin look kind of shift into you. What is your reaction to that? Um, I'm kind of like paralyzed in a way, just like, um, kind of disbelief kind of thing. Like, that's not me kind of thing. 
kind of like take a step back from it as well. You disengaging? Yeah, just backing away a bit. I'm just like, okay, just taken aback, like surprised from it. That's all. Okay, you take a step back. You're surprised of Norbin shifting into what appears to be you. You see the uh, big creature kind of laugh and hold his arms up ready for the ear attack. Doesn't take an action. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, no. No, that would be my Zillis. turn. Yeah, Zillis, you, uh, again, you see the shift happen for Norbin. He's dropped. Then he shifts into what appears to be a Calgram. You see two Calgrams. You look behind you, just out of habit, just look around you. What else is going on? You see three bodies. They match the hunters that you saw about an hour ago. How do you react? Okay. Um. Well, I think first thing I'm going to do is move towards Vels. Um, and I'm also going to cast another. Wait, am I still in range? Yes. What do you think? I'm still in range. Yeah, it has. Ray of Frost has 60 feet. So we're going to try this again because I don't have any other ranged spells that I can use. Um, dang it. 15. 15. Uh, you definitely see it strike, uh, but it doesn't seem to have any effect on it. Overall okay. miss. Um, and then I'll just use my, uh, my bonus action, uncanny action, and I'll move a bit closer to Vels, and I'll say... Uh, those hunters, they're, um, they're, they're in the crater. Um, I don't know what the best action is. Okay. Uh, Vel's hearing this, you're aware of shifters. You've experienced them. You're aware of the shifters and what they can do. I think what the big picture is for you is... The shifters seem to be attached to the meteors that are falling. It's just you, Calgram, and Zillis. What would you like to do? Um, I feel like I, should, I think we should deal with this alien and then figure out what to do. Um, let's see. Let's see. Good. We cast Ice Knife at second level. <laughs> um, so the first one. 24 Ooh, connects. Finally. 24. And then. 24 will connect. But, um, so back up. There's multiple damages. So 10 damage is from the actual knife. The knife explodes and does 10 damage. That, only, that second 10 only applies on a DC 15 dexterity. Okay, so the uh, shifter that was Norbin, now Calgram. Uh, deck save will fail. We'll take that, uh, take that 10 and drop. 
And uh, when it does so, it is going to... Um, it is going to turn into a gray uh, humanoid figure. And just drops. You know, all the color and look of Calgram just kind of fully drops. Just solid gray figure falls. And let me get you what that would look like as far as a token. Yeah. Uh, this guy. Um, so yeah, very gaunt. Uh, eyes just kind of like centered in its head. Um, you, I don't like that. <laughs> very, very 1950s alien kind of vibe to it. But it will fall. It appears from it's, your vantage point, it's just the three of you against this one creature. You know uh, that you have it hurt, but it is very sturdy from all of the damage. Like, it's already taken, like, out of out of character, it's taken 100, 100 plus points of damage. Still standing. You have here the opportunity to suggest a run or continue on trying to take it down. But you know something is afoot here. Some from from Zillis. It sounds like the hunters were shapeshifters. Obviously, you just saw a shapeshifter here. Uh, from the vision, you would be aware that uh, anything else that appeared from here has scattered out. It's just this this one creature, and it's defending this place. But I guess it would be up to you. Uh, in this circumstance you continue to fight you run with that knowledge knowing um, that it is still standing given I have one spell slot left I, th I think we should run but we know that this is the shifters are part of this that's very valuable running recuperate yeah hmm. I'm up for that <laughs> um, we were also supposed to get like a, one of the rocks from here so like are mm -hmm. there any loose rocks I can just quickly see you had loose rocks on the road as you traveled up on the road as we traveled in okay it those count fine you're good <laughs> yeah but it didn't sound like anyone picked it up <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Can I cast Mage Hand while we run and snag one? <laughs> we up to you. We could uh, we could take this out of initiative order real quick. Like, is the intention here to run? Take a rock if you can get it for Left Crofter, and then yeah, head back. Like, run as far as you can. Mm-hmm. Calgram, you're yes. closest. Or... Yes, I'll, uh, I would probably want to make a run for it if I can. Yeah, you'd hear the uh, you'd hear the instruction to run. Be cool if you did. Flee with extra flee. 
Yep. Okay. So it doesn't sound like there's any objection. You guys are fleeing from this. Uh, we yeah. grabbing a rock if we can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll me just a okay, straight nice. D-hundred. Whoever wants to do it. Just claim it and then take it. Just, uh, I'll just do it. Any... Okay. Yeah. 83. Okay. You do pick up one of the loose rocks as you run away. Cool. We got that done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that report look like? As you're meeting with the captain or uh, the uh, the assistant, what is the report that you're giving them based on what you've seen, your experience? We found the creature and it was exactly as Crofter described. Uh, we weren't able to kill it. It was really strong. We did find the what was it? the party from the records guild or on our way the there hunters. or so we thought later we found their dead bodies while finding the main alien and Norbin during what we were finding the alien he shifted into Calgrim and when he died he turned to this gray creature I think the shifters are coming from these meteors. Anything additional you would report in? Um, who did we give the rocks to? Was that Crofter or someone else? That he would uh, not necessarily be something you would have to report like, in. It seemed to be an additional okay. piece. Additional thing. It's one of those things that like, might be you. worth knowing just to say like, hey, we have we can research this further. Do we want to mention the bear? Mm, yeah, well, yeah. We knew it took out that bear. Okay. You guys report in. Mm -hmm. Can you get your rest? Fortunately, there is uh, still one of these creatures out and about, but I think what's more important here, what you guys learned, is that the shifters have a source. Shifters aren't just random yep. occurrences that are happening. Shifters came from these shooting stars. While the party out towards Easton and Jagged Grove, they attacked parts of it. They didn't attack and take out the full grouping. It was more. Could have led to what you experienced in Hovestead. And I think that's a good time to end. You Ooh. have this rock for Loft Crafter. You have the rock, and we have. Mm -hmm. We, we have got a rock. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the mystery grows deeper. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and on your character sheets, add an additional 500 gold. 
No. Uh, so that's going to be a partial for the job that you just took over. But it's also going to be part of uh, what Luft, Luftcrofter gives you for delivering the rock. Again, it's to be outside of the initial job through the Adventures Guild. Kind of like a side of fund. Okay.